Hey, welcome in, cronies, to the Man Child Sports. I'm your host, Ryan, and I'm here with my two best friends, John and Jay. And today we're going to be breaking down the AFC North and the NFC North. Victory. We're going to get right into it after we talk about that awesome Zach Wilson throw, 52-yard bomb in that preseason <laughs> game, baby. I can just see it now. Back-to-back Super Bowl wins for the Jets. Aaron Rodgers teaches Zach Wilson, and now we got a quarterback for our future. It's going to be great. And we don't have to pay him because he's going to be like, oh, you guys can't pay me a big contract because I suck. So we'll get him for cheap. <laughs> We'll That's what every quarterback who's ever been like kind of good on the NFL has said. Yeah, oh, I yeah. suck. Yeah. Don't pay me. But I'll here's just, the deal. I'll just ride behind Aaron Rodgers. He hasn't <laughs> been kind of good, so we can get a cheap three-year deal out of him and get three cheap years so we can win five in a row. Even Mitchell Trubisky wow. rode behind Josh Allen and then robbed the Steelers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. He did leave the Bears the two playoffs, though. So, All right. Let's break down the AFC North. Fun division. Last year, the Bengals won the division at 12-4. and four. The Ravens, behind pro bowler Tyler Huntley, went 10-7. and seven. Steelers, Mike Tomlin's keeping it strong at 9-8, and eight, keeping those winning seasons going. And the Brownies flushed it down with a 7-10. and 10. This year's Vegas projection for our first team, the Bengals, 11.5 wins. And they're coming in strong. Their key losses, they didn't have a ton. Samaje P. Ryan, Jesse Bates, it's a safety. Another safety, Von Bell. Their corner, Eli Apple, so they basically lost their secondary. Yeah. And they lost their tight end, Hayden Hurst. But they gained big man from the Chiefs, left tackle, Orlando Brown, which is huge to protect Joe Burrow's backside. They also got the only other guy they really got was Big Irv Smith from Minnesota, the injury riddle tight end with so much potential. See what he can do. Well, let's talk about the bell of the ball, Mr. Joe Burrow and his luscious locks he has going this year. Joe Burrow last year had 4,475. Yards passing, 35 touchdowns, 257 yards rushing, and five touchdowns. He's coming in at quarterback. Average draft position for a quarterback at number four this year. And I don't think he's going to finish that high this year. He's going to be in the top ten, but he's one of the top seven quarterbacks you want to grab, I believe. I mean, he's a lock. He's a lock for pretty much those stats every year, in my opinion. He is a little banged up right now, though. I was about to say, did, but, didn't he have a calf pull or what was yeah, it? Calf, some type of a calf strain, Yeah, they said. So he's a, a little banged up, but I think he'll be fine. But when you have the weapons he has to throw to, I think he'll be fine. Uh, right now, you got a great, you great, uh, Joe Burrow usually goes in like the fifth or sixth round in a one quarterback league. Obviously, a super flex or a two quarterback, he's in the first like eight picks. Yeah, uh, the uh, betting odds right now have Joe Burrow to be next year's MVP. He has overtaken Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, and Aaron uh, Herbert 
for MVP. Uh, those and Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers? Yes. Incredible. Right now, Incredible. betting odds have Burrow as the number one uh, choice to be MVP. When you're hot, you're hot. And that Joe Burrow is so hot right now. He's so hot right now. And running back in a lot of trouble. This guy's on a lot of my fantasy teams. Somehow I ended up with this hot garbage through trades. <laughs> Jay gave him to basically gave him to me one year in a trade in a league. It's true. But nobody wants it. Nobody. I can't trade him for nothing anymore. No. So I got to I got to ride with him. It's Joe Mixon. He took a pay cut, so you know he's going to play there at least this year. They got rid of Samaj P. Ryan. They didn't bring anybody in. He's nope. the guy. He comes in, average draft position at the 16th best running back. Last year, in 15 games, he had 862 yards, seven touchdowns, 60 receptions, 441 yards, two touchdowns, a far cry from the year before where he dominated. He looked slow last year. You could touch him and he would go down. I would be surprised if he does any better than that this year. Here's my uh, worry, Ryan. He's in his seventh season. Mm-hmm. Oof. Seventh season in the NFL. His odometer reading is very concerning. I feel like the engine <laughs> check lights are flashing. They're like, I, I don't know. I, I am very worried about the miles on Joe Mixon. That's why I'm trying to trade him because in our dynasty league, I have him in. Obviously, you guys won't trade me. In my dynasty league, I have him in. He His age is still pretty young. He's like 27 years old, so it's like, oh, I probably got three good years out of him still. But, yeah, he's been, he came in the league at like 19 or 20 years old, and he's been the RB1 there since. Yep. And they gave him a ton of carries for a, last year was probably the least amount of carries he had, but he had 300-plus carries for several years in a row. So I don't care what his, his running back, he's like a dog. In human years, like he it doesn't calculate right for his age compared to what he's done. But yeah, there's really nobody behind him. So he's he's gonna get a heavy work. He's gonna be like Ezekiel Elliott a couple years ago. He's gonna get a bunch of work. He's gonna be in the top twenty for running backs, but it's gonna be just gonna be ugly. He's never gonna win you a week. He's gonna score low, but he's gonna be consistent. I'm just yeah. curious because going into last year. I didn't hear anyone going, man, pick up Samaj P. Ryan, pick up Samaj P. Ryan. And he turned out to be fantastic. Just mm-hmm. a lightning rod in a bottle. Is there someone on the Bengals that's going to do that this year? I don't think so. Unless they, they could pick somebody up. I don't know what they have for money. Uh, Cream Hunt's still out there. He'd be a good Samaj so P. Ryan. Yeah, he'd be a good Samaj P. Ryan uh, replacement right there. Yeah, that would just make me cry because Joe Joe Mixon would be even worse. <laughs> <laughs> I got him in too many leagues. Ugh. My two favorite leagues, he's my running back, and it just kills me. I hate him. But let's talk let's talk about the cream of the crop on this team. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, wide receivers. Jamar Chase coming in as the number two wide receiver. If you want to draft him, you better take him in the first three picks because you ain't getting them, folks, if you don't. Yep. In any format that you do. In 13 games last year, he had 87 catches for 1,046 yards and nine touchdowns. He had 20, I believe it was 26 red zone. So his touchdown upside 
He's probably going to have more touchdowns this year when he gets targeted that much. He he has the potential that he is so good and so athletic and so big and so fast. He has the potential to have possibly the best wide receiver season ever with that quarterback. But with T. Higgins on their side, who knows what's going to happen. But he's that good where he could... I mean, you draft him at number two with a potential of number one. I mean, you're not gaining much. You're taking him for your first pick, but he's locked and loaded. Well, the, and you, you, you brought up another really good name. So on the other side of the field, I mean, you've got T. Higgins. You've also got Tyler Boyd. So the point is, is you cannot just stay on Jamar Chase the whole time. You have to also um, flex your secondary towards T. Higgins and even Tyler Boyd. Now, I know you're not big on Boyd, but Boyd puts up some fantastic numbers. Um, and obviously, though, my my second favorite on the team is T. Higgins. Um, he's currently going number 31 average draft position. Boyd's going number 139. Um, so, I mean, if, if, you're, if you don't land Chase, you can always land T. Higgins uh, late, later on in that third round. T. Higgins, uh, 14th receiver off the board right now. 75 catches, 1,042 yards, and seven touchdowns last year in 16 games. A little down from the year before, but this will be his fourth year. He's looking for a contract. Yep. Uh, rumor is the Bengals aren't going to get him, but if you're in a dynasty, he's nice because if they don't re-sign him, he's going to be the number one on some team next year. Oh, yeah. You know, Just think about you know if he went to somebody like the – Texas next year for with CJ Stroud who doesn't have a receiver and that guy ends up being good. Oh man. And Tyler Boyd might be the best third wide receiver on a team in the league. The guy used to put up thousand yard seasons all the time until they drafted these two guys. Uh their tight end, like we said, Irv Smith. I mean you get him at the end of a draft. He's worth a shot because his quarterback's Joe Burrow and he's athletic, but and Hayden Hurst had good games last year there. So he he has potential. Yeah, Hurst was, in my opinion, a major disappointment. Um, he put up that fantastic year with the Falcons, and so when he went to the Bengals, it was like, oh man, uh, watch out! I think you're I think you're confused with Austin Hooper that year with the Falcons. Oh, I that am. Was Austin I Hooper. am indeed. Yeah, Bill Pullman, Bill Paxson. Oh, Bill Pullman, Bill Paxson. <laughs> Dude, you're so right. Okay, yep, never mind. Well, Hurst, yeah, he was yeah. still kind of kind of a disappointment. Um, I, I Right now, Smith's going tight end number 21. Um, on, a, on an upside note, he is the eighth most favorable schedule for tight ends. So he yeah. does have upside. The only question is, will he be able to carve out enough attention of, exactly. uh, of Joe Burrow. There's just not enough balls to go around for him. So Nope. All right, next team on the list, the Baltimore Ravens. Projected win total for Vegas, only eight and a half, which was I thought was very surprising being they won 10 last year. But eight and a half this year with a healthy Lamar Jackson coming back. Now, the Ravens added a couple of wide receivers. You might have heard of him. Odell Beckham Jr. They paid him a ton of money. Yep. Old receiver who hasn't hardly played in five years. They paid him a ton of money to come there. And Nelson, he has no ACL. And yeah, no ACL. <laughs> he has at no all. ACL at all. <laughs> Just a rubber band in there. 
They brought in the speedster Nelson Aguilar. Uh, obviously, they drafted a wide receiver we'll talk about here in a minute. They lost Marcus Peters and the edge rusher Justin Houston. So a little bit on defense they lost, but, I mean, the big thing is Lamar Jackson coming in at the fifth quarterback off the board. Just a few years ago, the guy put up unbelievable numbers. That was his last yep. season. He played almost a full season. Yep. In 12 games last year, he threw for 2,200 yards, 17 touchdowns. And in 12 games, he ran for 764 yards. I mean, people talk about Justin Fields, how unbelievable he was last year. He cracked 1,000 yards. This guy did 764 and 12. He could have played four more or five more games yet in... Unreal, yeah. Now, uh, here here's been the biggest thing with with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. It's been the drama surrounding that contract. Um, it's will will they sign him? Will they not sign him? Then they had the whole debacle with the uh, franchise tag. I mean, there was just so much drama for so long, and now it's silence. It's gone. Yeah, they paid Harbaugh he got paid. Harbaugh can finally do what he wants to do, which is just focus on the game of football because that's what Harbaugh loves. Now, little fact for you, uh, Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson, when Lamar Jackson starts, they have a record of 45-16. and 16. Wow. They brought in a new offensive coordinator, which I think is one of the another big Huge. addition. Huge, Huge addition this year in uh, Todd Monken, and they say they are changing it up. Jackson will no longer be focused on running. He will be focused on throwing that ball. And so they surrounded him with some amazing wide receivers to do that. I don't know. I, I see the Ravens gutting out some pretty good victories this year. I have them going 11 and 6 and making the uh, playoffs as a wild card. I didn't say the Bengals. I have them winning the division going 13 and 4 this year. Yep. Have you ever watched Lamar Jackson try to play quarterback? Like I'm talking, you're down by two to three scores, and he has to bring the team back to win. Quarterback, have you ever watched Lamar Jackson play that quarterback? You see him just hit those 60, 70 yard bombs. Absolutely, he can't. Well, listen, I, I here's the deal. I think he can because a few years ago he did, and he he's never had good receivers on this team. They've been garbage all the time. And the number one finally- way. To beat Lamar Jackson is get up by two to three touchdowns. And once you do that, he has to play quarterback and they can't win the game. In John's defense, I do have some stats for you, Ryan. So the most, this was was the three seasons ago, the most Lamar Jackson has ever thrown during a season is 402 pass attempts. Listen to this stat. Last year, 17 quarterbacks threw 442 pass attempts. Others would have gone over 402 if they weren't injured. Five QBs last year had over 600 pass attempts. So Lamar Jackson has only ever thrown 402, and that was that big season you like to talk about. So is yeah. he going to have a major rebound this season? Yes, you, he is. You tell because him. He is because he's got a new offensive coordinator, Todd Monaghan, who airs it out. The guy Oh, Todd Monaghan. The guy runs an offense where he spreads it out. He creates zones. He, just like Andy Reid, he creates gaps. That's how he runs his offense. He's a run-and-gun offense. 
He, they're going to have more offensive plays. They're not going to run it as much. He is. That's what they want to do. That's why they brought in this you personnel. You one thing, though. Lamar got paid. He's got his money now. He doesn't have to go out and prove himself okay. anymore. <laughs> I, Once a quarterback gets played, they either take it to the next level or they listen, go back a level. And I think why, Lamar's going to go back. Why, this is why I love fantasy football. You have the guy like me who talks about the path on why Lamar is going to be great. Then you have the other guy who has... The same valid points, valid points, just like I do, on the path why he's not going to be great. Either one could work. It's what you believe in fantasy football. Get your guy. I think Lamar's going to have a great year. We'll find out. Running the running the ball for him. This is a mess. This is a mess. And Ugh. folks, this is my other running back in the league that I'm in with these guys, and <laughs> I was so. Excited for J.K. Dobbins this year to have his breakout year. Coming in as oh. the 20th running back. And he's holding out because he wants a contract. The guy hasn't even done anything yet, hardly, except for showing awesomeness when the little bit he's in there. He hasn't now he's done a out. thing. I'll tell you what he's done. He's hurt his knee and had to sit out so many games because you made me pick him up thinking, I'm telling you, Jay, by week eight last year, by week eight, he's going to be back and doing amazing. He did not, Ryan. He did not come back about? and do amazing. He did. He came back. He played eight games last year at 570 yards rushing bro- uh, and three touchdowns last year. What are you talking about? He did uh. come back and do good. The end of the year, he was like the running back two the last like six weeks. He did great to finish the year. He's good, fully healthy from his knee. This was his breakout year, and now he's being an idiot and holding out, and they signed old man Melvin Gordon, Yeah, and Gus Edwards is coming back. He's on the pup right now, but he's not holding out. Gus the bus. Here, here's the thing. If you're in a PPR league, here's the thing to know about Dobbins. He has a target share of 4.2%. He is not a catching running back, He so that makes him not an elite running back in PPR leagues. In standard leagues... Okay. He's fine. In PPR, he is not elite. His ADP of going number 64 overall, I think, is very accurate. Here's one thing to remember about saying he's not a catching running back. Lamar Jackson doesn't check down to running backs. He runs it. So when you have a running quarterback like Lamar or Justin Fields or Josh Allen, they don't throw to running backs because they can just go get the yards themselves. So when you draft... A running back is very important to know who his quarterback is. So if 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 Bijan Robinson this year, who got drafted by the Falcons and is supposed to get like an insane workload, if he would and he catches the ball really good, but if he would went to the Bears and they would have drafted him, he wouldn't be catching balls. Justin Fields would be running it, yeah. and that's just how it is in the NFL when you're a running quarterback. Look at Jalen Hurts. Miles Sanders two years ago caught sixty balls. I think he caught. I don't think he caught 20 last year. Like, he's a good receiving back, but they don't throw the ball because they can go get the yards and more usually on their own. Now, the wide receivers, they brought in OBJ. They brought in Nelson Aguilar. Um, my opinion, OBJ's washed up. I think he's going to be a nice veteran wide receiver. He'll do some things. I don't, I'm not drafting him unless he's super late and I'll take a shot on him. But I want to poop on you too. <laughs> I want to pee in your food. OBJ. Oh man, the controversy around that guy. It's just a show. I've, yeah, I'm not buying the hype. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not buying the hype. He's going 98 overall in PPR leagues. Um, I, I, I'm not taking him. Yeah, well, he's 48th wide receiver right now off the board, so that's that might be about right if you want to take a shot on him. But the guy yep. I'm excited about this year is the rookie they brought in, Zay Flowers. So oh, yeah. far in camp, he's blowing everybody out of the water. Corners can't stay with him. Uh, he makes everybody look slow on the field. He sounds phenomenal. He's going to be shooting up in the in the uh, ADP. So if you're in a draft right now and he's low, grab him. I think this is going to be the stud wide receiver out of this draft. Yeah. Now, I mean, then, this is this is the best receiving field that Lamar Jackson has ever had. Like, they actually put an emphasis on bringing some people in because they want to attack the air. That's what they keep saying. They're going to attack the air. Well, Ryan, there's only one person that you truly attack the air with on this team, and that Rashad is your guy. <laughs> Whatever. Don't forget and about the, Rashad Bateman. He's coming I hear back from you. An injury. Okay. I hear you, but it's your favorite tight end. Mr. Mark Andrews. And last year, I had won the league we were in a couple years ago through the shoulders of Mr. Travis Kelsey. In another league, I am a four-time champ because of Travis Kelsey. And last year, I thought, I should probably trade him before he drops off a cliff. But I was able to get Mark Andrews in all my trades. And it didn't work out so well because uh, Kelsey scored about 100 more points than him still. Yep. But Mark Andrews for Dynasty, not bad. He's not as good as Travis Kelsey, but number two tight end. You got to grab him like the third round. Uh, still had an okay year last year. Not as good as the year before, but 73 catches, 847 yards, and hey, five changed. touchdowns. It changed when Jackson left. I mean, Tyler Huntley is not going to be the guy to throw the ball out and and feed Mark Andrews. I'm I'm telling you, if Jackson does play, I'm expecting Andrews to eat up 120-plus targets this season. Um, The guy has a special relationship with Lamar Jackson. He is the focal point for throwing the ball. I love John. Uh (laughs) <laughs> the other guy you got to watch. The other guy you got to watch out in that tight end room was the rookie last year, Isaiah Likely, because he's pretty athletic tight end too, and I think that's going to cut into Andrews. I do one thing I want to say on Rashawn Bateman since Jay didn't want to talk about him. Sorry, is he is coming back from a Liz Frank injury? He is. They drafted him to be their number one receiver a couple years ago in the first round, so they they technically have two first round receivers on their team, uh, but. Reports out of camp is he's not fully healed from that yet. And when you listen to injury experts, they think it's going to be a while before he comes back if he's even full health this year. So, all right. Good thing they got Odell. Good thing they got OBJ because he'll be tearing his ACL by what do we give it? What are we going to give it here? Let's all guess. I'm going to say week five, the ACL is going. I'm going to say he's going to go 110% week one, put up some great stats, and then he's going to turn it back for like several weeks, you know, go 50% so he can play a full season. Um, I'm going to say by probably week 12, week 13, we're going to start seeing him slow down and limping. And by week three, OBJ will be off the field (laughs) with an ACL injury by by week three. You're pricing right in me going one lower than me, son of a gun. That's right. That's right. I'll do one dollar. He could be gone in preseason. They probably won't play him in preseason. All right, 
Let's go to the next team. Mike Tomlin led Pittsburgh Steelers. Is Nine there... wins last year. Eight and a half Vegas odds this year. Uh, guys, is there a streak more legendary besides the Undertaker streak at WrestleMania? I mean, this is 16 years that Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. And they they overhyped that a ton last year. But it's actually very impressive to go 16 years and never have a losing season in the NFL. Does it deserve the credit that it gets? Let's get David on the podcast. What's he got to say? I'm sure he's he gets a, What do you mean? That guy gets a lot of credit. What are you talking about? He's regarded as like the third best coach in the NFL, and he probably is. It, it's incredible. Says Never here, had a losing season. The greatest streak in sports is Cal Ripken Jr. at 2,632 consecutive games played. That's impressive. Boom. Take that, Mike Tomlin. <laughs> yeah. Let me know when you get to 1,000. <laughs> All right, job, Steelers. Guys. Steelers brought in. Wow, did they bring in a weapon in? They brought in. Allen Robinson. Oh, man. Somebody signed Allen Robinson. That guy <sighs> is straight trash. They brought hey, in like four years ago. He was pretty solid. Yeah. He was very good. Very good four years ago. Uh, they brought in Patrick Peterson, the corner, played for the Vikings last year, got burned all the time. And they lost their best linebacker, Devin Bush. So I'm very interested to see what the Steelers do here. Bush. But second-year quarterback, Kenny Pickett, coming in as a 22nd quarterback. You're probably only drafting him in two quarterback leagues. Not very impressive stats last year. They can only go up from there. He played in 13 games, threw for 2,400 yards, and only seven touchdowns. 237 yards rushing and three touchdowns. I'm looking for him to get way better this year. A year, uh, usually like rookie. Think way better, like yeah, way better. What's way better to you? I'm thinking like, like a fifty percent improvement on touchdowns is fourteen. <laughs> I'm thinking no, he'll throw improvement. Thirty-five hundred yards and twenty twenty-one touchdowns. I'm guessing four four hundred yards rushing and five six touchdowns. I think he's going to be he'll be a top twenty to fifteen quarterback. I think he's going to be like a a poor man's Kirk Cousins. Look, he had the worst rating among QBs with 200-plus passing attempts. Hold on. He would have had the worst one, but my notes say Zach Wilson did worse. Uh, Look, that's typical of a rookie season. Now, he did have some moments last year to build upon, but, John, the question is, will his tiny hands hold up? Is it going to hold him back? I... I said it's going to hold him back since day one, and it's going to continue <laughs> to hold him back. But our good buddy David that we just brought up earlier, he he re-nicknamed him because he didn't like me calling him Tiny Hands Picket. Yeah. It is Kenny Big Balls Picket because he slings <laughs> that ball wherever he wants out there on the field. So, Well, that's Mr. why he Cajones. had seven touchdowns and nine interceptions last year. So, the I don't think it's because of his cojones. I think it's because the ball is big in his hands, John. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Steelers, they are not a passing team. They are a ground and pound. Najee yep. Harris, a little banged up last year, coming in as a 10th running back. Last year, Najee Harris 
Had 1,038 yards, just cracked it, seven touchdowns, 41 catches, 220 yards, and three touchdowns. I'm looking. A lot of people are down on Najee, but I, he dealt with a lot of nagging injuries last year, and I think he's going to have a bounce-back year this year. I think the Steelers, with Kenny Pickett knowing the offense a little better and being able to pass just a smidge better, they don't have to load the box as much. Yep. I'm looking at him to have a little bounce-back year, be a top seven or six running back, I think. You yeah, agree and I need that. And I need that. I drafted him <laughs> his rookie year in our dynasty league. I need Najee to 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 do that for me. Now, just in case he does get hurt, I do have Jalen Warren, his handcuff, and he is a solid pickup um for for a handcuff. People are pretty high on Jalen Warren as well. There's not many handcuffs out there. Jalen Warren is one of the handcuffs that are nice. Yep. Now, Jay, I I feel the the agony in your voice when you talk about Najee Harris. And folks, this could be a first time deal on a podcast. Jay, I will trade you Joe Mixon for Najee Harris in a second round pick. Straight up. Just straight up. Joe Mixon's uh, second round pick for uh, Najee Harris. Let's let's talk about this. I don't want Jalen Warren then, so you have to take him. Um I need I'll a give first you, round Joe Mixon's backup. You can have his I, backup. I need a I need a first round pickup. Uh, or, or first round draft pick instead of a second. Um, we 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 could make a deal. We could make a deal. I have a deal out there right now with my brother in law. I offered him. Uh, who did I offer him? I offered him my first round pick, Jaden Reed from the Packers. The Packers. He's a Packers fan. Packers defense for Aaron Rodgers. That's still pending. He's thinking about it. Why would you a, want Aaron Rodgers? Because I have Kyler Murray. Why are not you start the season? Why are you giving up a first round pick for that? Uh, because a first round pick team, in a dynasty league. Let me tell you in why. A because, dynasty league is for the future. You're right, drafting James. for the present. There's there's two types of dynasty players. You have the guys who try to win championships every year and the guy who tries to build team every year. I'm a championship guy. <laughs> and if I have to deal with your team and John's team and there's three other teams on there, I can't afford to lose four or five games to start the season because oh Kyler Murray's not gosh. playing. I need those wins to make the playoffs. Your guys Jay, you're talking are to the guy who traded away Travis Kelsey and you're expecting him to make smart <laughs> yeah, fantasy yeah, trades. John, like, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Oh, man. Ryan, that is a bad trade no. offer. Get out of that. Cancel it I, now. I just, I just want folks to know what I got for Travis Kelsey last year. If your brother-in-law brother is listening, take the, day, take, take the trade. Take it right now. You get Ryan's first-round pick. He needs it. So these guys are making fun of me for trading Travis Kelsey. Here's what I got for Kelsey last year. Mark Andrews, like we talked about. Oh, and a guy named Garrett Wilson. Pretty good. Pretty good return there. Pretty yeah, good. and what? And did you host a championship trophy over your head after that trade? All right, let's talk about the receivers on the I Steelers. Did, God. Here. I certainly <laughs> did with Mr. Travis Kelsey. Thank you for bringing that up. Appreciate it. Well, okay. I lost my best player to injury last year, so it kind of hurt my chances, John. My little Cooper Cup. All right, wide receivers: Deontay Johnson. Wow, what a fall from grace this guy had. Comes in at the Ugh. 33rd wide receiver. This guy was a top 10 wide receiver two years ago when Ben Rothsberger was there. He was 33 okay. he comes also, in right now. He also made history, Ryan. 
Last year, Deontay Johnson made history on the wrong side of it. He collected 147 targets. It was something like 98 catches. He didn't score a single touchdown. 86 catches. He didn't score a single touchdown. It's the most targets and the most catches in one season and not have a touchdown. Yeah, I look for him to have some touchdown upside this year. Definite touchdown upside. He's a lot better receiver than what he did last year. So if Kenny Pickett... Kenny Pickett's doing one of two things. He's either going to be a poor man's Kirk Cousins, or they're going to be drafting a quarterback next year or bringing a free agent. I mean, yep. that's, the, that's uh, the other the other guy they got's coming in at thirty one. George Pickens. Uh, he didn't do too bad for a rookie last year. Fifty two catches, eight hundred one yards, four touchdowns. I really don't like him a lot. I think he's a boomer bust type of receiver, uh, especially with that quarterback. Have you seen some of the highlights of George Pickens? Like, I don't know if you saw the ones last year during the actual games, but then also the ones this year in OTAs. George Pickens can make some freaking catches. That guy, in my opinion, is he's un, he, he he is the Amari Cooper. That's where I rank him. George Pickens is good. Yeah, they every. They draft these receivers every couple of years, and they trade them away, and they're garbage. They just traded a guy to the Bears last year. They had that – I can't remember what the other guy's name is. They traded the Raiders years ago. They do it all the time. They draft these speedster guys that make these awesome catches, and they just don't do good in this offense. But And then Allen Robinson, he's just hot garbage. Don't draft him just because of his name. Oh, Tight no. end, great for Dynasty, Mr. Pat Fryermuth. Comes in at number nine. Last year he had 63 catches, 732 yards, and two touchdowns. Not bad for a tight end. If you're not going to draft one of the big few guys that are out there, he's a good guy to get late, and he'll be solid for you. Not going to win you anything, but he's not going to lose you a week. Whenever I hear the name Pat Fryermuth, anyone else just think of like Robin Hood? I just think like Friar John. I just I always think of Robin Hood every time I hear Pat Friar move. I don't yeah. Uh, I just wait for him to take his helmet off and there's no hair on the top. (laughs) That's exactly right. All right. Let's go to the Cleveland Brownies. Hold on. Hold on. Go ahead, John. You're gonna talk about the Steelers and not bring up the guy drafted before Patrick Mahomes, Mitchell Trubisky? Oh, come on, John. Let's <laughs> like, do it. What is going on? This guy was taken before Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Mitchell Trubisky, man. Is he on the no? Steelers, John? Is he back up? I uh, think he's still on the Steelers. He is yeah, indeed. Anyway, Nickelodeon MVP, Mitchell Trubisky, still on the Steelers. <laughs> I know. My Chris reminds me of it all the time. He's the MVP. All right, the Browns. Disappointing year last year. Seven and ten. They got a projected win total eight and a half. Last year they led by Jacoby Brissett, who didn't do too bad. And then they brought in Deshaun Watson, and they did terrible. They added not much. They didn't do much offseason moves. They made a trade for Elijah Moore, who his rookie year did okay. Last year he was hot garbage. And they lost Kareem Hunt and Jadavion Clowney. So a piece on both sides. Quarterback, Deshaun Watson, who now has a full year of offseason, a full year of working with his team, comes in at number nine. And I know how we all feel. We all want him to do terrible. 
because he did terrible things. That's not true. John, you only want him to do well because you have him on fantasy, and you should do <laughs> what the uh, Texans should have done and just cut him. And here, here's my, I got to get this off my chest. Get your freaking paper bags out, Browns. Get your paper bags out. Prepare for another terrible finish. I have you winning only four games this year, and that's because I had to give you at least four games. <laughs> Deshaun Watson is the worst criminal in NFL history. I rank him over Michael Vick and even Ray Lewis. Watson doesn't deserve to be in this league. Um, I loved seeing him have the worst season of his career last year. You're putting Deshaun Watson over Aaron Hernandez? Let's get that clear. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Let me ask you this, Jay. Okay. What what was worse, Deshaun Watson, what he did, or Michael yep. Vick, what he did? No, Deshaun Watson, a thousand percent, what he well, did. Those ladies are still alive. Those dogs aren't. <laughs> <laughs> um, Michael Vick at least uh, served his time. Deshaun Watson is hiding behind lawyers and money. Look, Deshaun hold on, Watson. Hold on. I hope putting- can, I hope he keeps sucking, and I hope the Browns stay damaged for overpaying. For overpaying and guaranteeing the full contract to a serial rapist. Shame on the Browns. Shame on Deshaun. I have alleged. nothing more to say about Watson. Except except alleged. He never got convicted of that. Serial rapist. We can't, Jay. We can't afford I, I to get, get sued it. on here. Okay, we can't I afford to you. get sued on here. Alleged. Alleged. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I have to Listen, say about Deshaun Watson. Okay. It, the fact of the matter is... Take take away your feelings. This guy, when he played last, was phenomenal. He finished last year? multiple years as the number four fantasy quarterback. The guy has a rocket arm. He's good, good legs, super accurate. He used to be good. called the Michael Jordan of quarterbacks. That's how good this guy used to be. Do you remember that? And then he quickly became the Bill Cosby of quarterbacks. I don't know what to tell you, Ryan. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. There is a path where this guy could be one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Do I want him to be? No. But could he? Absolutely he could. Hold on. There's this guy by the name of Robert Rozier who played in the NFL. After his playing career, he did a series of petty crimes. He wanted to join a gang, and in order to join this gang, he had to go kill a member of another gang. And the only way to do it is you bring back a piece of the guy's body part. This guy killed seven other gang members and brought back seven different pieces of their bodies to become part of that game. And you're saying Deshaun Watson is worse than this guy in NFL history? Yeah, yep. I'm going to say Deshaun Watson is still the worst criminal in NFL history, John. I don't know what to tell you. Innocent women versus gang members. I'm going to pick the innocent women. Deshaun Watson. Who sucks? I'll tell you who the worst criminal is. Is Jared Goff, because that guy cost me championships in ESPN League. Three years in a row, Jared Goof. Then he has a great year last year. I hate him. Hey, we're not talking about about the colors behind me. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll let my frustration on him later. Uh... Anyways, here's why Deshaun Watson could be good. They have a running back named Nick freaking Chubb, who is I do unbelievable. Love Chubb. Coming in Chubb, at number four Chubb. running back. 
1,500 yards rushing last year, 12 touchdowns, 27 catches, 270 yards, and a touchdown. That's only going to get better, folks. Cream Hunt's not there no more. This guy's going to be the every down back. There ain't no third down back. They've already talked multiple times this offseason how they want to get him involved in the passing game. This is my pick. This is my MVP of the AFC North. He is also my pick to be the number one running back in the NFL this year for fantasy and leading the league. He could have 2,000 yards rushing this year. I'm going to put it right there. He's going to have 2,000 yards rushing. That's how good he's going to be. All right, my one joke to cross the line, Deshaun Watson was able to settle a lot of cases by saying all he had was a job. Another good handcuff, Jay, Gerald Ford, his backup, is a good guy to grab if you get Nick Chubb. Or if you don't get Nick Chubb, you can trade the owner of Nick Chubb if he gets hurt. Who's Deshaun Watson going to throw the ball to this year and do great or bad? Well, how about Amari Cooper? Number 21 right receiver. The guy's just been solid every year of his career. Last year, with Jacoby Brissett in a bad Deshaun Watson, he had 78 catches, 1,160 yards, and nine touchdowns. The guy, he's just a steady Eddie every year. You draft him, you got a top 20 wide receiver. Locked and loaded. And they brought in Elijah Moore, who did terrible last year, but has potential, has a path to be a relevant wide receiver three on a team, possibly, on a fantasy team. And then they still have Donovan Peoples-Jones, who's a good deep threat. They got a good passing attack. And then uh, they drafted David Bell, who's a little quick, shifty guy. And their tight end last year, David Njoku. John, can you spell Njoku? Uh, Njoku? Uh, J-O-K-E. Nope. N-J-O-K-U. <laughs> he spelled joke. That was good. That's exactly uh, what he is. He is hyped every year, and he never lived up to it. He's a joke. He did a, I mean, fifty or 14 games last year, he had 58 catches for 600 yards and four touchdowns. He had games where he won you weeks. Then he had games he did nothing. So... Not a bad late-round tight end if you're streaming. Keep him and then stream. But, yeah, I got the, I got the Browns finishing last. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I think Deshaun Watson's going to be okay. I don't think he's going to be what he used to be, but I still think he's going to be just because his running ability, and he's probably going to be a better passion. He'll be a top-12 quarterback. He'll be somebody you want starting for sure. Any other things you guys want to say about the uh, – Oh, my sleeper pick is Deontay Johnson in this. uh, You can get him late. Great value. And I think he's going to exceed that 33 wide receiver and be a top 20 wide receiver. Easy. You guys got any MVPs or sleepers for the AFC North? Yeah, I I think the uh, MVP for the AFC North, I think we're looking at uh, the offensive player of the year is going to go to Mr. Uh, Jamar Chase. Uh, Burrow is going to air it out with him this year. Um, he is going to surpass Justin Jefferson um, as far as the no, as far as the number one wide receiver threat in the league. So I'm going to give that to Chase. And interesting, I went the other way for wide receivers oh. on the Steelers. I think George Pickens is the sleeper to grab. Uh, Johnson is actually going ahead of Pickens. I think Pickens is going to put up more fantasy points 
than Deontay Johnson, and I would challenge Ryan to that right now. Oh, you want to put a bet on this? What do you want to bet? I don't know. What What are we going to bet, Ryan? What are we going to bet? Loser has to do know. some embarrassing challenge. What's it going to be? I don't know, Jay. You tell me. We'll think about it. We'll think, we'll about, think about it. About it. But there's definitely going to be a bet on here bet that made. I'm going to end up with. The bet has been made. You have to trade me whoever I want off your fantasy. Oh, team. stop Don't it. Even. No. Oh, you're not that confident, are you? Get out of here. <laughs> All right. Let's, John, do you have any guys? Uh, Mitchell Trubisky is going to be the MVP. <laughs> um, big year for him coming up. And then my sleeper will be Deshaun Watson. Deshaun. I like how you pronounce Deshaun Watson, even though it's Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. All right, cronies, before we get to MC North, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. What if I told you that you could support the Manchild Chronicles while also getting some amazing benefits and perks? Well, guess what? That's actually a thing. The Manchild Chronicles is on Patreon, and there are some great benefits when you subscribe. Would you like to know how to sign up? It's easy. Just head over to manchildchronicles.com and follow the links to our Patreon. All right, cronies, the NFC North. Led by the Minnesota Vikings. Third set of beluga whale. Four last year. But only a projected win total of eight and a half. What in the world? They went from 13 and four to eight wins? Let's break it down. Who did they lose last year? Well, I don't know. A guy named Delvin Cook? That could have something to do with it. Irv Smith? And their best defensive player, Eric Kendricks, the heart of their defense, linebacker. They added nobody. <laughs> they have no money. They added nobody. They drafted some people, but they didn't add anybody. Captain Kirk, Kirk Cousins last year, just a, boy, if you don't draft a quarterback, he's always solid to take at the end of a draft. Kirk Cousins, 4,500 yards, 29 touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns, comes in as the 13th quarterback. I project he's going to be the 13th quarterback again yeah. this year because that's what he does. <laughs> what he does. They Their defense is just terrible in Minnesota, so they're going to have to pass it. Their coach, Kevin O'Connell, likes to pass it. I don't they, – they're not in a very strong division, so I see Kirk Cousins putting up good – you're in a two-quarterback league. He's like one of the first quarterbacks you want to take in a two-quarterback league. For your second you would, quarterback. You would draft him before the first quarterback? No, for the second quarterback. <laughs> oh, okay. You, he starts the run on the two, the second quarterback. Uh, uh, you know, you you were talking about that record they had last year, 13-4 and four record. Most people know this. I want to just bring up the stat. 11 games came down to eight points or less, and the Vikings won every single one of them. That's never happened before. In NFL history, it will not happen again. They even beat a Colts team after being down 33 and 0 at halftime. Again, greatest comeback ever. Greatest comeback in history. If you haven't watched that Netflix uh, quarterback special, the two players to watch on that is Kirk Cousins and Patrick Mahomes. That it was a that was a fun documentary, and it was really cool to see how tough Cousins is. If, no matter your opinion of Cousins, if you hate him, watching that will not make you like him. He'll still hate him. If you love him, watching that is going to make you go, that's why I love and respect Kirk Cousins. 
which is where I'm at. I appreciate Kirk Cousins. I appreciate the witching hour where he uh, can just go from five <laughs> fantasy points to 55 fantasy points all in a matter of one witching hour. So, um, like Ryan said, um, he, he's consistent, he's durable, and as we learned, he is just one tough he's just one tough player. Some of my favorite moments last year on Sunday afternoons is Jay just getting so mad in the first <laughs> half of games because he had his two quarterbacks in one of our leagues. He has uh, in a one quarterback league, he has Tua, and his backup is Kirk. So he had to start Kirk a lot last year because Tua, uh, Tua almost died several times from being concussed. <laughs> yeah. But Kirk Cousins would have halves where he have like 80 yards and an interception, and, and he'd be like, you couldn't even get a hold of Jay. And then the witching hour started, and the guy would end up with like 350 yards passing and four touchdowns. It was just unbelievable. Unbelievable. And you know why? Because he would a do a minute. screen pass to Dalvin Cook, and he would take it 80 yards down the field. Oh. <laughs> this is true. And no Dalvin Cook. So we got Alexander Madison. Sounds like an old guy that signed the Declaration of Independence, but it's a, not an old guy who signed that. It's Alexander Madison, the running back for the Vikings, 19th running back off the board. He's kind of up in the air in the fantasy world right now. Some people think he's not going to be that good. Some people think he is. I am on the boat where I think he's going to be good because that I is do. a good offense. And he looked, when he come in there for Delvin Cook when he was hurt, he looked good. He looked great. So I'm thinking, yeah. And I, they got really nobody else to give the ball to, so... But by default, he's going to have a decent year. And you can get a good running back that late. Take it. Take it. Uh, they did draft uh, Dwayne McBride and Ty Chandler's his backup. Uh, wouldn't it be a bad idea for one of your last picks in the draft to take one of those guys? Because if Madison doesn't work out or he gets, he's been injury prone in the past, if he gets injured, uh, a running back on that team would be a good thing. But this team rises and dies with one guy in his one name, man. Justin Jefferson, the number one wide receiver last year. He is going in drafts numero uno, the first player picked in almost every draft. No matter the format, he is that good. 128 catches last year, 1,800 yards, and he only had eight touchdowns and almost 30 red zone targets. That number is only going to go up. The guy, like I, we said earlier, Jamar Chase is the only guy, in my opinion. Maybe Cooper Cup, but I doubt it, can keep up with him. Uh, I mean, there's not much to say. The guy's going to be phenomenal. You draft him, you're in good hands. Yep. His rookie they drafted, he's coming in at 35. They lost, I didn't say this before, but they lost Adam Thielen, who led was second in the league in a routes run as a wide receiver, but he was hot garbage last year. Uh, Jordan Addison took in the first round, I think, or early second. Very fast receiver. A lot of people are already projecting him to be the best rookie ride receiver coming out because of this offense. There's going to be a lot of targets. There's going to be a lot of vacated routes ran from Adam Thielen, and he's looking to be the number two on that team. You said you uh, towards uh, towards the end of season one of us doing sports, we brought up Adam Thielen, and you said he was he retired or he's going to retire, Ryan. That's what and his did wife that, did. That happen? Out. No, it didn't. His wife, <laughs> no, his <laughs> wife <laughs> tweeted that out, and then he signed. He well, when the Carolina Panthers offer you 
$30 million to play after the year you had, you take it. Because it's $30 million. <laughs> you don't retire, John. <laughs> you don't retire. They go, they got they got the tape from Adam Thielen from three years ago, and he's like, oh, yeah, 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 I put up those stats. I'll sign that contract. Yeah, yeah, no problem. I love Adam Thielen, but yeah, you should not have got paid that. And then uh, their other receiver, KG Osborne, he had a pretty good year last year. 60 catches, 650 yards, and five touchdowns. He could be a guy that comes a deep sleeper that comes out of nowhere and could be the number two on this team if Addison don't work out. And then tight end, TJ Hawkinson, who got drafted midseason last year. And I don't think the guy gets enough respect because in this league, it's you very hard. It's very hard to do good on a team when you get traded midseason because you don't know the playbook, you don't know the plays, you don't know the cadences. And that guy came in and was probably better with the Vikings than he was with the Lions. He ended up with 880 or number two tight end he finished last year. 86 catches, 914 yards, and six touchdowns. And really, he's probably the number two target on this team. And I, where do you take him in drafts? People are taking Mark Andrews ahead of him. He's going right around where Dallas Goddard goes, George Kittle goes, Kyle Pitts goes. I'd rather have Hawkinson any over any of those guys, I think. You'll have to spend a third or fourth round pick to grab TJ Hawkinson. Um, I He is going to be the number three tight end in the league um, for a position where there's such a drastic fall off after five players. He's worth the flyer. I agree. I agree. All right, let's go to America's team, the Detroit Lions. Finished at nine and eight last year. They're, they're projected to do nine and a half wins this year, which is tops in that division. So their Vegas projects them to win the division. They did the unthinkable last year and knocked the Green Bay Packers out of the playoffs. They added David Montgomery, running back from the Bears. They lost DeAndre Swift, DJ Shark. And Jamal Williams. So they basically lost their running back room and one of their wide receivers. So a lot on offense, but people still project them to have one of the best offenses in the league, which I find a little interesting. But Jared Goof Goff last year, who I can't stand because he's only good when he's not on my team. Folks, I, he was great with the Rams. Remember that year he had with the Rams? Oh, yeah. And he was really good. I traded for him, and he was really, really bad. And then I got rid of him after that first year with the Lions. And guess what he did last year? 4,400 yards, 29 touchdowns. That son of a gun. Oh, it made me so mad. Luckily, I got Jalen Hurts, but I had to trade Austin Eckler to get him. Anyways, I don't think Jared Goff is going to be as good this year. I think they lost too many weapons. I know they got some running backs, but when you lose when – you, the only the other receiver they have, Jameis Williams, what they were counting on, he's gone for the first six games. So I don't think the Lions are going to start off strong, but I don't think Goff's going to be as good as he was this year. I think he'll still be solid, but I mean, 17th quarterback, I think he's going to finish in the bottom 20 for quarterbacks. Running backs, they drafted in the first round, which is a surprise to a lot of people that they drafted him, was Jameer Gibbs. To replace basically DeAndre Swift role. He's, he's super quick. He's fast. He can catch. Um, and the way it looks in camp right now, he's going to be their RB1. Uh, we'll see what happens. They got David Montgomery, who's 
a good ground and pound guy. I think that's how they're going to do the offense. A lot of David Montgomery between the twenties and a lot of Jameer Gibbs on third down. Yep. And especially in uh, two minute drills. Um, I don't, their defense is average at best. So they're going to be in some shootouts still. So I think Gibbs will be in there more than Montgomery. Mount, now Montgomery though, he could do the Jamal Williams and have freaking 18 touchdowns. So he's pretty valuable in fantasy if you want to get a running back cheap that gets a lot of touchdowns like Jamal Williams last year. He's your guy. Uh, if you want Jameer Gibbs, though, you got to pay up. He's going as the 14th running back, which is pretty high on a team that has David Montgomery. Uh, wide receiver this is my guy right here. Amon Ross St. Brown. Coming in, 11th wide receiver, 106 catches last year, 11, almost 1,200 yards and six touchdowns. This guy is my MVP for the NFC North. I think he's going to have an awesome year. Matthew Barry, who is in the same field as us. Uh, we haven't talked to him yet. Uh, he talks fantasy sports. <laughs> he That's his ride and die this year is Amon Ross St. Brown. I agree. He's going to be a top five wide receiver. I think he's going to have a ton of catches. He's going to have to in this offense. And the guy's just hungry to be great. So I'm super excited for him. I got him that year. He was a rookie. He got dropped, and I picked him up right when he busted out. Oh, one of my best pickups. And then uh, Jameis Williamson. He's still getting drafted as the 50th wide receiver, even though he's going to be gone for six games. Now, People say he played last year for a couple games. He had one catch. <laughs> one catch last year. But people say he's supposed to be phenomenal. He's supposed to be great. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. You I know, he impressed me that little bit he played last year. Here, here's the thing, though. When they worked him in last year, Ryan, you act like he played the full game. During those games, he did appear. I think he ran the most he ran was 10 routes. Like, so he was not playing full games. He was only going out there just to get used to the NFL. Don't sleep on a guy with his final year at Bama. um, He went um, 1,500 yards and 15 touchdowns. Don't sleep on Jamison Williams. I'm just banking. I have him in my league. I am banking. (laughs) I am banking on him coming back to pure form, baby. Come on. Yeah, speak it into existence. Yeah, you you better. <laughs> that would be a nice uh, little boost for your team if he did come back and was good all of a sudden. Uh, their tight end, they drafted Sam Laporta, and a lot of people are saying, "Don't sleep on Sam Laporta." They think yep. he's going to be a great tight end. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Tight rookie tight ends. I don't trust them. I don't trust them. On to the Green Bay Packers. Last oh. year finished. Eight and nine projected win total of seven and a half. They lost their four-time MVP, Aaron Rodgers. They lost Alan Lazard. Where did Rodgers go? To the New York Football Jets. Super <laughs> uh, future Super Bowl champs, and obviously one of the their best receivers last year, Randall Cobb. They added nobody. <laughs> they added nobody. They are. They have the lowest payroll in the league, for some reason. They don't. I don't know. Nobody. Nobody. Here's the deal with Green Bay. Nobody wants to go to Green Bay. 
but they usually draft okay, but nobody really wants, no high-priced free agents want to go play in Green Bay. you got to play outside, it's cold, there's no owner on the team, it's just goofy. Their quarterback that they're going to trot out this year is the guy they drafted three years ago in the first round, Jordan Love. He had, uh, he's coming in as a 26 quarterback. Now, Ugh. we'll see what happens with him. I got a good gut feeling he's going to be, he's not going to be Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre, but I think he'll be all right. I think he'll be all right. It's I still mean, a good love, offense. Love hasn't played meaningful football since 2018 at Utah State. He had, a, he had a great collegiate career. But I'm. I just. Aaron Rodgers didn't either, and he came in and did great. Um, let's not forget in Rodgers' first year, he went six and ten with the Packers. I'm not saying they're going to win a lot of games. I'm just saying I don't think Jordan Love's going to be bad. I think he's going to be a serviceable quarterback. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see. I I have the Packers going six and ten, and Love's going to finish his twenty five twenty six right, right where he's going. Yeah, I actually think they're going to be the worst team in the division. Even though their roster is not terrible, I think they're going to be the worst team in the division. Running backs, we got Aaron Jones, who all of a sudden is an old man. 18th running back, uh, still has finished in the top 12 multiple years. Um, But last year he had a good year. He had 1,100 yards rushing. He only had two touchdowns. That's what kind of killed him. But he still had 1,100 yards. 59 catches for 395 and five touchdowns. And then A.J. Dillon, his running mate. Uh, big disappointment last year for a lot of people. Came coming in at 33rd running back. He had 770 yards rushing and seven touchdowns. He just didn't look explosive, AJ Dillon last year. Well, a lot of people still- thought Dillon was going to completely take over the backfield. And here's the thing: I think Dillon will be taking over the runs. But Aaron Jones had a career high 59 receptions last year. Jones is going to stay in the game. Like, Jones is still a good running back, even though he is just as old as Joe Mixon coming in on his seventh season in the league. Those are my, folks, those are my two running backs in my ESPN league with Jay. Joe Mixon and Aaron Jones, and I can't get rid of them. Uh, They're so old. uh, But when you watch the Pack, I see I watch a lot of Packers games because I had Aaron Jones. The dude looks so much better than A.J. Dillon. His whole career, Aaron Jones' whole career, he had another guy running with him. First it was Jamal Williams, now it's A.J. Dillon. And he has looked significantly better than both of them when he's in the game. And it ain't even close. He has more explosiveness. He can catch it. He's a great blocker. Like I don't even, I don't know why these coaches think they need to have another running back back there. It doesn't make any sense. Wide receiver, Christian Watson, their number one wide receiver. He's coming at 19 for wide receiver. Played 14 games last year. He had 41 catches for 600 yards and seven touchdowns. Went a little touchdown streak there in the middle of the year last year. I don't know what to think of Christian Watson. He had he had a stretch there where he was pretty good last year. Then he had a lot of games where he did nothing. But as a rookie, those pretty good stats, so you can't ignore it. Uh, but they got a lot of young receiving talent on this team. Romeo Dobbs, who had flashes last year, he's number 60. They drafted Jaden Reed. Uh, they drafted another guy. They, they drafted tight ends. Like 
and who knows who Jordan Love's going to sync up with when you get a new quarterback in there? It could be another guy. So that's the problem. What- it's so hard to judge what wide receiver to take and how early to take. Obviously, I think Christian Watson is a phenomenal player. What he did in such a short amount of time last year was crazy. But he also had Aaron freaking Rodgers throwing him the ball. Like I, I, I don't know. I don't know who to draft. I don't know how to draft Brian. I think I avoid all the Packers on the wide receivers, not the running back. I do avoid yeah. the wide receivers because I don't know who to take. Yeah, I don't think I don't. I definitely don't draft Christian Watson. I don't think it's good value there because you just don't know what's going to happen. I don't mind taking a yep. chance on the other guys because you basically get them for free. And I definitely don't yeah. mind taking a chance on the running backs because they're cheap for the production they put out. Uh, good luck to you. I mean, if you're going to take a chance on a, I would take a chance on a Packers wide receiver late, and just hope it works out. Somebody's going to work out there. And the tight end they drafted Luke Musgrave. Uh, not excited about him at all. Uh, rookie tight ends don't do good, and this guy's. I think they drafted him like what the third or fourth round. So eh, we'll see what happens. The thing with Musgrave is he is a freak athlete. He's six six, two hundred and fifty three pounds. He has crazy speed um ran a four six one um so his speed is crazy but he had like no action even in college 47 receptions in 34 games at oregon state what bothers me too about the lafur's offense is he doesn't throw to the tight end just doesn't he had tony in there he had all these tight ends he never throws to him never threw designs no doesn't design plays for him all right, the Chicago Bears. Before we Three move wins. on to that, talking about oh, tight ends, do you know how much uh, football action Tony Gonzalez and Antonio Gates had in college? I would love to hear it, John. Action. Educate me. They had zero football action in college, all college basketball. So you can't sleep on tight ends because they don't produce in college. Same with Rob Gronkowski. Look at his college stats in Arizona. Not that great. John, I, I am always, I always love hearing what you have to say. <laughs> Coming from a Wisconsinite, how does Wisconsin feel about the Packers? Are they ignoring the future season? Like, are they just pretending like this next season doesn't happen? I'm pretty sure that's what they're all doing. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's not even a football season this year. We're still in the off season. <laughs> I love the off season as a Jets fan. We win it every year. Uh, the Bears. Three and, three and 14 last year? Is that what they were? Or three that and, is what they were. <laughs> they have so much that, hype around a team so that was hype. three and 14 last year. Seven and a half projected Vegas win total, too. Uh, they added some big names, though. They added DJ Moore, a solid number one wide receiver. They la- added Termaine Edmonds, one of the best middle linebackers in the league. They added... Devont or Deontay Foreman, thousand yards last year. He had with Carolina in limited time, and tight end Robert Tunyon. All they lost was David Montgomery, so they had some really nice. And they drafted really well. They had a ton of picks. Yep. And they drafted super good because they had the first pick and they traded it away. Thanks to Lovey Smith doing one solid for the Bears, and they drafted great. They got. They're building a good team around Justin Fields, who comes in as the seventh quarterback, who I love. I think he's 
Now, do I love him as a passer? No. But as a fantasy quarterback, yeah, I like him. <laughs> he had 2,200 yards last year, 17 touchdowns. He left 1,143 rushing yards and eight touchdowns. Um, but they built, they're trying to build a team so he doesn't have to run that much. But the guy's still going to run for seven to 700 to 1,000 yards every year, I still think. Um, and most, a lot of leagues I'm in for two quarterbacks or any new leagues I'm doing, I am okay drafting Justin Fields. I feel good about it for fantasy. Uh, I don't, his floor to me is around seven. His ceiling is number one because of his rushing upside. And if if DJ Moore coming over there does anything like Stefan Diggs did for Josh Allen oh, or yeah. AJ Brown did for Jalen Hurts, so oh yeah. yeah, I want all of that. I tried to make it a, a, a very fair trade in our league for him, and and Danny Don denied me. I'm very upset. Offered him Kyler Murray and a first round pick for Justin Fields, and he denied it. I told him to deny it. Not yeah, you good. are son of a gun, son of a gun. <sighs> running backs for the Bears. Who knows? I don't know who's going to be the starting running back. They got Khalil Herbert, who was there last year, at 700 yards and four touchdowns. They have brought in Deontay Foreman, who almost had 1,000 yards last year in limited time and five touchdowns. And they drafted Rashawn Johnson. I don't know. I mean, you want to think it's going to be Khalil Herbert, but if they like Khalil Herbert... Why did they bring in Deontay Foreman and draft Rashawn Johnson? Exactly. And if they like Deontay Foreman, why did they draft Rashawn Johnson? This is a running back room I'm staying out of unless one of these guys drop late. I'll take a chance on him. But ugly. Like, I don't know what they're doing there with running back. You know, Jay? If I had to take a flyer on any of them, I'm, my vote is for um, uh, Deontay Foreman. He's actually right now going as the 47th running back while Khalil Herbert is going as the number 37 running back in PPR leagues and I'm 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 not going to do that I would take Foreman over uh, Herbert yeah Foreman looked good last year I, I picked him up in a lot of leagues because I had Joe Mixon obviously so yep. I needed somebody I picked him up and he did very solid now wide receivers they brought in DJ Moore DJ Moore Last year was a little down, but he had... I mean, the guys, every year he's been a uh, receiver, he's had garbage throwing him the ball. I mean, literally, a pile of garbage would throw a ball to DJ Moore and he'd catch it. And almost every year he had 1,000 yards. Last year, he didn't have 1,000 yards. Uh, 888 and seven touchdowns. But on that team, that was pretty good. He's coming in as a 20th wide receiver. He'll be a, He'll be in that range, maybe a little better. But uh, he'll definitely, he has competition, though, because Darnell Mooney is still there. And Darnell Mooney, a couple of years ago, yep. had a pretty good year. Last year, he didn't. And that's kind of what worries me, because Mooney was there last year when Fields was there, and Fields still couldn't throw him the ball. So, But I think that's a good one-two punch for Fields. Everything's built around him, so it's really his his team to lose. Like, well, and he could you be great, about or he's horrible... Horrible Steelers wide receivers. You have Chase Claypool, who they traded for. Yeah, and yep. the only he improvement was, he used is to be. Had, he used to talk about George Pickens, like you talked about George Pickens. That's how they used to talk about Chase Claypool, Jay. I don't think so. Uh, yes, the did. thing with Claypool is he does have a whole season now with a camp under his belt. So I do think Claypool can do better. Um, all I'm hoping for is Mooney and Claypool to distract people and let DJ Moore, 
DJ Moore eat up massive yards. Again, he's on my fantasy. Yeah, they could be a they could be a surprising team. I don't know how good their record's going to be, but they made good moves on both sides of the ball. They should be a lot better next year. I uh, have them end. finishing better than three and fourteen. I have them finishing I, eight and nine this year. Eight and nine—that's not bad. Five wins, still last place. Oh, you have them. You have them finishing better than the Packers. I thought you said six wins for the Packers. Oh, I sorry. I was reading my notes wrong. Better than the last place finish from last year. Okay. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, obviously. If they're going to win eight over three, that's better. You're correct, yeah. Jay. Good thing you wrote that down. So you Boy, so glad I wrote that down. Uh, their tight end, Cole Komet. Uh, to me, he's the tight end that will never be. You always wanted him to be good. You always thought he was going to have a breakout year. I don't think it's ever going to happen anymore. There's too many weapons there. He sounds good. He looks good on paper. If he's on your fantasy team, you feel good about it. But when you play the week, you hate him. Then they brought Robert Tunyon in. That's still not good. So that's how I feel about that. Uh, my sleeper, I said my MVP for this is Amon Ross St. Brown. My sleeper for the NFC North is Alexander Madison. I'm all in on the volume he's going to get. Whether he's great with it or not, he's going to get the volume. And he, where you draft him right now, it's his bargain. Any uh, final thoughts my on the sleeper, divisions? Yeah, my sleeper for the NFC is actually, um, I had it picked as Deontay Foreman. Uh, with where he's going, I think he's going to uh, finish the year at like running back uh, 25. And right now he's getting picked up as running back 47. I think he's going to greatly outplay that. So if you can get him stolen that late, he, he's gonna he's gonna perform for you. All right, John, you got any final thoughts? Uh, my North? MVP is gonna go to Paul Allen, the play-by-play announcer oh. for the Minnesota Vikings. Man, he I makes love the Paul games Allen. more electrifying. Yes, so my does. MVP is Paul Allen. Great. Uh, if you ever want to come on a sports podcast and talk sports, Paul. Open an invitation to you, bud. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Anytime. Uh, my sleeper will be uh, the Green Bay Packer fans. They're going to remain in hibernation, kind of like we talked about. <laughs> uh, Jordan Love, it's up to you to get them out of hibernation or not. So my sleepers are the Green Bay Packer fans. What is your What is your favorite Paul Allen call? My favorite one would probably yeah. be the one after the comeback against the Colts. That Man, was electrifying. I, that one was good, but so was the the uh, the miracle, miracle. It, the Minneapolis miracle with Stephon Diggs. Oh, my when favorite, Stephon caught that. Oh, it was so good. Oh, that, that was such a good moment. Uh, my favorite one was when Dante Culpepper was there, and it was the last game of the year, and they were playing the worst team in the league, the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona had the ball, and they were, Paul Allen was already talking like they were going to win it, and they Arizona had to do a hail mary to win. And he's just like, all right, we'll just finish this final play. They're going to throw it the end zone. No! No! He caught it! No! We're out of the playoffs! No! <laughs> that's my favorite one. He just lost it on there. Oh, that's awesome. All right, John, you got a game for us tonight? Oh, I do. You guys want to play? Okay, before we get to it, let's take a break. We'll be right back. Do you seek the attention and validation of your friends, potential lovers, and the general public? Well, I have the perfect solution for you. Official merch 
from Manchild Chronicle Store. With this merch, you will successfully find best friends, lovers, and the admiration of people whose opinions you should not care about. Want to feel loved? Then buy Manchild Chronicles merch today at manchildchronicles.com. Manchild Merch does not actually help people like or love you. Manchild Merch is not responsible for personal or romantic relationships. See store for details. Not responsible for bear attacks. All right, we're back with a little John's game. All right, guys, this is probably going to be a little tougher to you guys this week. We're going to do another little grid trivia here. Okay, I'm, um, right. I'm, I'm drawing my grid out because Mike, our producer, is not here at the moment. So give me the grid's grid. Grid's coming through to you. Uh, go ahead and draw it out. I'll give you guys four guesses each before I start giving you all clues because I think this one's going to be pretty darn tough. Ryan, I think you won last week, so you can go or you can defer. I will go first. Um, I will take the first-round draft bust for the Cleveland Browns, and I will take Johnny Manziel. There's one name I wrote down, and that was Johnny Manziel. Oh, there could have been several, <laughs> but yeah, that's an easy one there. Layup. All right, remember, we're just trying to fill as many squares as we can. Bust. Oh, man. Is my audio back? Yeah, it's back. Okay. If I'm going to do the uh, first-round draft bust, I'm taking the uh, uh, Las Vegas Raiders and Mr. Uh, Jamarcus Russell. That's another <laughs> layup. Oh, that's what I was just going to say. Dang it anyway, Jay. That is correct. <laughs> All right. I will take the the Raider Steeler, and this was the other receiver I was talking about, who used to, the people used to say, oh, he's so good. He's so fast. He can catch. And that is Martavis Bryant. Good one. Yep. That is correct. And that was Steelers right, who? That was Steelers That two. was Steelers Raiders. I'm trying to think Steelers uh, Browns or Steelers back. Got one, Jay. Nope. Nope. All right, Ryan. All right, I will take the Cardinals Raiders and one of my favorite quarterbacks from back in the day. I remember drafting him in a league when he played with the Bengals. Or wait, he played with the Bengals. And I was so excited, and uh, he, first playoff game he ever played, he broke his knee, and that is Mr. Carson Palmer. That is correct, Carson Palmer. Ryan's at three, Jay, you're at one currently. Um, Are you able to get yeah, a little bit of a lead So back? the uh, Packers-Steelers, it was that fullback, because um, there's oh. not a lot of popular fullbacks. John Kuhn. Yes. That played for is both. correct. Yep, that yep. is actually literally the only name I thought you guys would get between <laughs> yeah, the Steelers yeah, and yeah. Packers. That is the only one it, that it I got. It took me a minute to think of it. All right, Ryan, Jay's coming back at you, right behind you. Okay. Um, boy, you might have to look this one up, John, but I think this guy played for both teams, for the Browns and Steelers, James Ferrier. Oh, I will have to look that one up. James Ferrier? F-A-R-R-I-O-R. I think he played for the Browns at the end of his career. He used to be a Jet. Then he went to the Steelers, but I thought he played with the Browns at the end of his career. He played 
for the Jets and Steelers. That's it. Oh, Jets and Steelers. That is God. it. All right, Jay, All your right. final guess to get a tie before I start giving clues. Um, Man, I really think I'm just confusing this guy between the fight that happened. Mason Rudolph didn't play for the Browns. He only played for the Steelers, right? But it was the Browns who beat him in the head. Is that what yes. happened there? Miles yes. Garrett, yeah. Tried yeah. to kill him with his helmet. Yeah. I Miles, love the Steelers-Browns rivalry. That rivalry Miles, is so awesome. Miles Garrett is like Happy Gilmore when he said, I'm the only one ever. They got a record. I'm the only one to take a hockey or his uh, skates off and try to kill somebody. Miles Garrett is the only one to try to take his helmet off and try to kill somebody. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with the quarterback. Wait, uh, you can't say a guy's no, name. No, and then we tell you I, no. I was telling a story. No, I was telling a story. I'm gonna go yeah. with okay. Joshua Dobbs. <laughs> Joshua Dobbs. Didn't he Looks play like for the Browns? Stuff there. Looks like Jay's taping stuff there. Joshua Dobbs. He did play for the Browns. He started for Browns the Browns and Steelers. Joshua Dobbs is correct. Good, good job Thank looking you. that up. I Thank do have you. another. I do have another one for the Cardinals Browns. All right, what do you got? Josh McCown. Thank you very much. Josh McCown. Uncle Josh. Is correct. Uncle Josh. You see, I All sparked right. a memory for you. You're welcome, Thank Brian. You. <laughs> we got two left. We got Cardinals Packers and the and the Packers first round draft bust. Oh, All right, so Cardinals we'll Packers. Is, give me a clue. All right, what we'll do is we'll let you guys use your call sign. So, what, what's your call sign again, Jay? Ryan? Brother. All right, so Ryan's at four right now. Jay is at three. All right, Cardinals first round draft bust. We're thinking offensive line. Offensive you know, line. You're saying ba- Packers first round. Yeah, sorry. Packers first round draft bust. We're thinking an offensive lineman mm. who was the, the great the great bulge or something like that. The great bulk. Oh, I know who this guy is. Oh, what's his name? Oh, I know it. Who's Who's the boss? Tony what? Oh, man. Wait, who's the boss? His first name's Tony. It is? Oh, wait, I know yep. it. Uh, what's your call bro- sign? Brother. God damn it. <laughs> is it like, um, it starts with an M. Is it uh, Tony Marovich or Marinich, something like that? Close, uh, Tony Mandarich. Tony yes. Mandarich. Mandarich, that's what I was going to say. Woo! Tony Mandarich. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then the Cardinals and the Packers. There's only only one name that I could find between these two franchises that you guys would be able to get. And that is going to be the quarterback of the 85 Bears. Brother, 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 brother. Ryan? Jim McMahon. That is correct. Good job, Ryan. Good job, Ryan. Ryan will take that one. Six to Jay's three. Ryan is the grid champ again. What? What? You know, I'm just going to let, I'm going to let Ryan win like five, six of these grid challenges. So when I finally win my, my, my one, I'm going to feel really good. Really good. I'm going to feel really good. (laughs) All right, cronies. Next week, we will be previewing the AFC South and the NFC South. 
Yuck. Man, it's too south. <laughs> uh, make sure you follow us on all of our socials. Make sure you subscribe and give us a like. Do some comments on here. Tell us what you think about our fantasy takes or our takes on these teams. Uh, just so you know, I'm always 100% correct on any take I do. Until next time, peace. We out of here. Thanks for joining us today on the Manchild Chronicles. You can find us on your favorite social media platforms at the Manchild Chronicles. Don't forget to join us every Friday for a new episode. That's all for now. See you next time.